0: Hey, this is Matt Ham, and you are listening to the Fearless Ones podcast. This week's episode is a little bit longer than usual, but I promise you that it's worth it. Kevin and I are both very vulnerable as we share our experiences and answer some listener questions about the process and journey of making disciples and what that's meant for us, and maybe what you can expect in your journey as well. Hopefully you'll find it deeply encouraging and inspiring. So grab an extra sheet of paper, maybe take some notes this week if you don't normally. I think there's a lot of value here. The title today is People Aren't Used to Jesus. They Don't Expect the Goodness of God. Enjoy this week's episode of the Fearless Ones podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fearless Ones podcast. We build fearless people create and lead a fearless generation matt ham
1: kevin adams <laughs> what's up dude it's me man ka it stands for lots of good things ka <laughs> man i tell you what dude it's great to be back
0: I, I had an energy and an excitement about the show today just because of course last week we were uh taking some time to celebrate uh your family and your beautiful daughter and at her wedding and that was wonderful but i I had a great energy today, kind of getting back, man, to this uh, platform and this opportunity to engage with people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, me too. I'm with you, and uh, it's nice. It's Friday. The sun is shining, and uh, uh, I, uh, I'm with you, man. So, great topic today. Uh, different, you know. We try to always. I don't want to regurgitate a bunch of crap that's already out there or even good stuff. You know, that's for them. We we don't regurgitate good or bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. We we only bring what is uh uh what we feel like God's given us in the moment and it's fresh uh, bread, what, not chewed bread. <laughs> that's right. No, no ABC gum. Remember that? That's hey, oh gosh, already been chewed. Oh, already been chewed, yeah. No they good. That. Even back in the 70s, man, they were talking about that. So uh no good. But, uh, so drop uh, the uh,
0: drop the title on us, man.
1: Yeah, um, it, let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm, I got to read it because I can't remember it. Uh, people are not used to Jesus; they do not expect the goodness of God. So why that title? It seems kind of humdrum. Uh, I guess you know. I usually try to have a little uh, clever. You know the way I write and everything, and has some, some different meanings. But this is very simple, and uh, I think it's it's really important aspect of what we do. And uh, you know, one of the things uh, I'm starting to say to people because people say, "What do you do? What do you do? What do you do?" And i like, "What do y'all do?" And uh, you know, so here's what we do: we make disciples. And here's what I do: I'm a disciple maker. So, you know, I let you speak for yourself, but I'd say the same thing. Right. So that's what we do. And, uh, you know, get used to it because it, I'm not uh, playing chess or, or painting pictures or uh, i don't put out fires. You know, we got people that do all that stuff, but we're disciple makers. Uh, yeah. That's what we do. So and uh, that's that's enough. So anyway, yeah. title needs to be connected to that and talk about what does that look like and how does that apply to your life and anyone who's listening. So that's kind of the idea.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, this is going to be a really cool um, topic to unpack. Just the idea that people aren't used to Jesus. They Mm -hmm. don't expect the goodness of God. And that's just such a profound thing that we've seen in conversations recently. Right. And that's one of the things that we do on, you know, we do between shows, if you will that Uh people might not necessarily see is we're meeting with and engaging with a lot of people. And we often get asked a lot of questions. And so today, what I I think would be a good way to kick it off, you and I said, we connected on this is let's address a couple of questions that have come up through the community as a way Mm -hmm. to kind of bring this as a catalyst. Cause I I think if one person has these questions, chances are multiple people do. And so right. we're going to walk through a series of three questions. I'll kind of ask them to you, Kev, and then we'll talk yeah. about them. Um, right. Okay. But, but he, these are coming from our community. And so we appreciate it. By the way, real quick, I see we got a ton of folks online watching the show. Throw a comment. Uh, let us know where you're listening from. If you have a question, put it in there. Say hello. All that good stuff. Uh, we appreciate you guys watching and engaging. Hey,
1: so, thanks. And before you do, Matt, um, I, I did want to say this. I just uh, I just want to say. Uh, anyone who uh, attended this wedding, um, my daughter's wedding, uh, thank you for coming. And uh, it was really very, very special event. And I got a chance to pour my heart out, and uh, it, it was great. So I just want to say thanks. Yes, and, uh, just uh, man, what a beautiful, just a beautiful couple they are. And uh, anyone listening who, who is related <laughs> or knows them. Um, just, uh, thank you for your prayers and well wishes and just being there for them. Yeah, man. They're, they're off in Hawaii. <laughs> they are man living it up. I, well, yeah. I'm living
0: vicariously through their, uh, their feed, yeah. their stories. I love yeah. seeing what they're doing. So, yeah. but yeah. it was beautiful, man. And, it, and and, just to that point, it speaks to our community, the people yeah. we've been walking with, man, they showed up and like, this is family, yeah. you know, this is That's the right. kingdom family. This is that blood box right. family thing and it was uh, it was beautiful um but I, I want to go to these listener questions, yeah. but real quick, man, yep. I just want to give a shout out. Rilo is listening from Cincinnati, Ohio, and Jojo Flory is listening from LA. So, man, we got that triangulation, man, All north, right. south, east, west. Baby. Yeah. I wanted to Amen. mention, I think it's awesome.
1: <laughs> this funk, Joe.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so here's the questions from the community, and you guys, let's process these together. So one of the things that people often ask us, Kevin, is they say, why do you guys not just teach and preach, right? Uh, you, you do most of the teaching, Kevin, kind of that. And I, I'm it's a, it's the preaching, if you want to call it that. Why yeah. not just teach and preach? Why bother with business and why bother having products?
1: <laughs> oh, it, it, you know, that would be fantastic. If you just get up every day and go out and preach, and uh, I'll just teach. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look. I, I don't. It would have been arrogant 20 years ago to say I'm the best at what I do, but now it's coming from just honoring God, and and uh, it, I am, and I believe that. And uh, if you spend a little time with me, I'll, I'll, I'll give you everything I got. Um, it, but but you got the same value, Matt, and and anyone who's listening has that same. Everybody's world champion at something, and uh, boy, when you get hold of it, you are free, free, free. Uh, so. Uh, yeah. Why don't we just do that? And, uh, well, here's the thing. Um, people do not understand how valuable this is. So because they struggle to be vulnerable, uh, they, they don't really put value on what we do in a public way. Mm -hmm. Now that's hard. It's very difficult. Um, Um, So, so, but, but walking through that, what we've decided to do is look, we, we, we offer the uh, ability to, to donate and people have and do, and it's great. I mean, there are family folks, if you will, kind of blood bought family who believes so much in what we're doing that they pour in. But what we've decided to do as well is say, look, we're not going to wait on guys that have tons of money or, or whatever resources to help us you know, we're not going to beg you. We're going to give you the opportunity and you can go put it in church or wherever you want to put it. But, but we're going to create out of the people that we help who want to create products. We're going to help, help that person do their thing, whatever that is. And we're also going to use that product to help promote this. So we, you know, we're, we're we're business people. I, you know, I've spent more time owning and running businesses than I have teaching people so yeah i can teach and that's what i love to do but if it isn't if if there's no way to pay for it then uh you know what's the point go teach go preach if nobody's willing to pitch in to carry out the great commission then you know that gum we're gonna do it so we're making great products very slowly for that reason and uh we use it to help support this, so our products directly carry out the Great Commission of making go make disciples. Who else can say that? We're not doing it to get rich. We're not doing it to make money. We're doing it to make disciples. I don't know anyone else that can say that and teach it and preach it.
0: Yeah, I. I you know, Kev, it, as you talk through this, it brings up the real challenge that our culture has. So often they silo life into these buckets. Right. And there is this is my business and this is my ministry and this is my family, whatever. And you know, the, the word says that the kingdom of God is within you, which means that there there are no parameters right. around the kingdom. It's not like, oh well, this is kingdom right. work and this is normal work. Right. And so what we're doing is forerunning and yeah. blazing a path to say we are That's tearing right. down the walls that y'all culture have built between business and faith. So we have a business that sells products. And to your point, it's a calling card because people don't speak up. Right. It's Also proof of concept for people that are creating amazing stuff after being discipled. That's right. But it's also too, it's a chance for people to go, Hey, check these guys out. Somebody gets a cup. In fact, I'm going to read this. I'm just just came to mind. Bear, bear with me, Kev. There's a fella um, named Greg who is on Instagram And he is connected with us just randomly through the internet, the power of of social media. And he said, I support you guys because you don't have like an air of judgment about you. You inspire. And that's the way that leaders should be. Mm -hmm. And he said, by the way, what do you say about this coffee? He said, by the way, all I can tell you is this coffee sure is good. (laughs)
1: It's got a little Holy Spirit uh, on it. <laughs> it does, man. But you know, again, like that's a
0: that's but a it's picture. It's actually
1: really, it's really good. That's right.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. It, it, but it just is it's a picture of like people are hungry for that. We're just connecting the dots.
1: Yeah. Well, listen. There's, we're gonna be excellent in everything we do. It doesn't mean we won't screw up. You know. <laughs> it it does mean that whatever we do we're all in to give it our all. We know that uh, God's leading this and it takes vision and it, it, and it takes being not doing things the old way. And, 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 you know, it's, it's not about tradition. Jesus broke tradition uh, over and over and over again. So, but the heart is to help people understand his goodness. And um, so we we can't make crappy products um, or give crappy service the beauty of all this once it begins to take hold and you know I, people throw rocks they laugh they think ah oh, you guys whatever i don't care i mean i don't i don't there's no vulnerability uh, or invulnerability uh in my heart about this i you know what do you want to know let's do it but we do need to connect uh excellence in everything we do so our products are good we're not going to rush them or Try to figure out how to do everything to make money. We're not worried about the money. What we're trying to say is we're going to create a business, too, that creates disciples. And um, sure, I mean, you know, dude, I, I want to have my own home again. I haven't had my own home in, in 15 years. But uh, I'm waiting on God for that. Everything that comes in through what we do, it's going in, in. I mean, we got to eat, right? But we're not getting rich. We're not trying to. We don't care about that. What we care about is while we're here doing what Jesus told us to do. And most people that run businesses, whether it's banking or selling products, they're not thinking about this. No, they may donate or help out. And that's great. We're not you know uh, mad or worried about it. we're We're saying we're gonna do this differently. We're going to create a business that will do that. We'll directly do that. so so it's both. Anyway, yeah. that's a long, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's
0: it's good, but it's it's important to answer it because there's a lot of people that are asking. it. You know, we get, we kind of joke about the guy.
1: What you fell?
0: what y'all doing over there? How y'all making money? That whole thing, right? So we want to address them. Let's talk about it.
1: <laughs> we live by birds of the air, not sweat of the brow. If you want to li- do that, go, go do it. But I, hey, live! I, I live a block from the ocean and every day I see pelicans and they're diving for fish. <laughs> God, God, give them a buffet. They just dive for it. So they got to work at it, but he gives it to them. Yeah. It's a co-laboring that's the way we're meant to live, not sweat of the brow. that's baloney and that's from the pit of hell and Jesus redeemed it and if you don't know that, then you know we'll kindly help you see it so you can be <laughs> free, free. Oh, amen amen
0: so here's second question uh, from the community. What is the hardest part or the hardest thing about being a disciple maker?
1: Well, <laughs> you can certainly, uh, why don't you go first this time? I'll give you a chance to.
0: <sighs> I. This is, again, like you said, there's no invulnerability. I'm just going to answer from my heart. It could be wrong yeah. from a spiritual perspective. But the hardest yeah. part for me is not being appreciated. Bottom line. <laughs> yeah. That's just yeah. the bottom line. You don't that's feel right. appreciated. I have a yeah. story, uh, Kev, I'm just going to share to this. Yeah. I spent about an hour and a half with a kid, um, you know, late 20s, whatever. And that's normally kind of I connect with these guys because, quite frankly, they're really not ready to sit down with you. Most people think they're ready to sit down with you, but they're not. And so we're not wasting your time when people really aren't ready. And so I was meeting with this fellow looking for jobs, between jobs, searching for his purpose, this whole thing. And I gave him my heart for an hour and a half. And, you know, his dad was supposed to make a donation the way we do things. Well, the dad never made a donation. Then he sees me again, and he goes, hey, man, send me your stuff again. I did. Didn't make a donation. And then I see the kid plastered on a billboard around town because he took this job, right, and he's now doing his thing. And I ran into him at the coffee shop. I said, hey, man, how's it going? And he looked at me. He goes, who are you? I wanted to throw him in the parking lot. I mean, just honestly. Yeah. I was like, are you serious, bro? Like, I gave you an hour and a half of my life, and you, like, don't even remember my name? So anyway, I share that story as a picture to answer that question. It, yeah. yeah, it's hard feeling unappreciated.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that's, that is, that uh, is. what can I say, man? That, that's a story of my life. I yeah, think I'm not trying to like. take your thunder. I know you have many of them. <laughs> no, no, things. no. It, it, I'm, I'm just, just, I'm with you. And it, I, I'm saying I understand it from the core uh you know but look it's uh I'm going to read something from from my book here uh that God gave me years ago, and i man, I know people are like, oh really did he talk like that to you? I wrote it down and it was inspired um it was a beautiful moment but but he's starting it's i can see it now, even at the wedding, you <laughs> know the wedding was awesome it has some painful moments for me personally. I won't go into that, but, uh, but overall, I mean, it was fantastic. Um, but, but there is, uh, sometimes there's a lack of acknowledgement about the work that we do. And, uh, it's not sometimes it's almost all the time. Right. And that's very much what Jesus carried. Um, so, so we take that on as a badge of honor in a way that we get to taste him not, you know, not being appreciated, but it's that leaven idea. And uh, so I think the hardest thing, and I I appreciate that story. That's so good. And people need to hear this. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're not doing this because we think we're cool. We're doing it because we are compelled to do it. And uh, I can't not do it. And and I know you're in the same boat. Yeah. Before
0: you read that, I want to make one more comment to kind of put a bow on that. Because I want, I want to clear the table for you to read that. Um, You know, and, and people go, well, man, why don't you just kind of get over it? You know what I mean? Like you're not supposed to be appreciated. It's rewards in heaven. Like that's what people literally say. Right. And, and my answer to that, for that person who's thinking that is Mm -hmm. like pause for a moment and actually feel it. Like you can say that because you've never truly experienced it. Right. And so people who say that lack empathy to know what it feels like. You know yeah. what I mean? To have that constant lack of appreciation or rejection. So I just wanted to kind of put that caveat on there for people right. who want to go to that place, right? And just say, right. I, we're not looking for appreciation. We're being honest to say what's hard about it. And so mm-hmm. we're just asking people to have empathy to actually feel what that would feel like. So I just wanted to say that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, and that's, that's, it's, I mean, we're people. We, we need encouragement. Uh, but encouragement, is one thing. And, and look, I, I get plenty of encouragement from the people that I work with because I can see it changing their life. Um, I think the area where it's most hardest is, is public and public. Yeah. And that's very difficult. Here's a, here's a good, for instance, um, what we do and, and I'll, I'll speak for myself, but you know, so I'm not excluding you. I'm just, I just have to say it for myself. first. Yeah, sure. Um, but, what I used to do is I used to, to to help people make money and I used to help people with products and delivery and, and it, it was really good and I felt good about it. I, you know, I never did anything crazy or wrong, but what I do now personally, it's the most fulfilling thing. I, I can't not do it. You could pay me $10 million or try to if I and say stop and, and I would say go away from me, you know, and, and never come back. Because this is something God's doing. All right. So it's that important to me, to my heart. What is very, very difficult, the hardest thing about doing this is having people not acknowledge it in a way that they tell other people. So here's a for instance I know lots of people who will say, Go to that restaurant over there. It's expensive, but man, it's so good. You got to go spend some money. Go spend a hundred bucks on a good filet and, you know, some, some stuff with it, wine, whatever. And they'll preach that all day long in public. Mm. Or they'll say, man, that sporting event. Yeah, it's crazy expensive or that concert, but you got to go. You got to go. It's worth your money. But when it comes to the thing that I personally do and have done for thousands of, uh, it's thousands of people. And I'm not I'm not saying that to I don't give a crap about being on a pedestal, but it works. You know, it works. I had to live it for years and years and years. And it works. It works. All right. For people to not tell somebody else that, but tell them about a freaking restaurant or a sporting event or whatever, what it shows me is that. we have to taste this a little bit because that's how Jesus felt. And also we never give up, but it hurts. Mm. It it hurts when people do not acknowledge to other people what we do and how it's helped them. That is very difficult. Now I'm not mad about it, but I'm just saying guys, if we have helped you and you're not telling somebody else that, that we can help them to see God's goodness and to understand why God put them here, you know, guess what? We're going to make a company (laughs) and and we're going to sell great products. So it'll do that. Yeah. But I also do want to say, grow the heck up and quit being a damn baby and tell people, (laughs) just like you tell them about the stupid restaurant with the great filet or the sporting event. Now this is, this is not a person. This is a, just a general statement. But I want people to really think about this. Yeah. Jesus said one thing to us go and make disciples. So if you send people off to these other places because you're afraid of what people will think of you, you know, you, you're in in, in trouble. Yeah. So just think about it. I'm saying it out of love but uh, it hurts and that is the hardest thing. And I've been carrying this around for years, and, yeah. uh, but, I, but I'm good at it. <laughs> it's not fun though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love, I love this man. And you know, people think what they want to think. I, I'm so over that, but yep, the reality right. is what we're doing is being honest and, and that's exactly. something that you do not see not only in kind of just the public, right? There's so much deceit and lies just in the world around us, but especially especially within religion, because people right. don't want the facade to come down. They don't want to That's be right. seen as, you know what I mean? There's right. a lack of vulnerability. And so we are going to air it and just say, listen, this is the honest truth. This is the way it is. Like truth is yep. truth. And it, it's it's wild to me how we hide from the truth, half truth, subtle truths. Like this is, man, the, I would say the greatest area, Kevin, That's probably a big statement right now. It feels like the greatest area that you've helped me out in my life is, is ridding my life of half truths of exaggerations of subtle lies and things that I would say or do and not be completely honest about it. And, and that. I mean, that it's it's beautiful. That passage in Proverbs says, do you want to have a long life? Then keep your mouth free of lies and deceit. Right. Right. Yes. And it's like, so by doing that, you're like adding years to my life, man, you know, so it's, it's <laughs> good, but people don't necessarily understand that because they've not gone there, you know, and they've yeah. not felt it. So we're we're willing to push the envelope and take people to that. Right.
1: Meeting. Yeah. It, it, it's pretty neat, man, to see God reward you. Uh, when you're patient with him and, and, uh, it, but it is very difficult. And, uh, you know, it, it, even it, 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 I, I go back to the wedding because it's such a good picture of, uh, there were some moments there where it, it was just, it just really poured my heart out. And, uh, there was some, I felt sort of some redemption and some vindication, but, but, uh, and I, I don't want to, you know, beat it up too much, but, uh, you know, just, uh, I, I read something, uh, Uh, My son-in-law and daughter both asked me, they said, can you marry us? And I said, I can't, I'm not ordained, not going to, you know, there's no time for that anyway. But they said, well, why don't you do what you can and then we'll have somebody kind of come in and do whatever legal part. And that that was fine. There was a little bit of a lack of communication, but I had two and a half pages of stuff that I worked on for days, but I wanted to, I, I could tell so many stories about my daughter I mean she's just one of the greatest people on the planet. I'm a dad, I'm going to say that, but it's it's true. I mean she's an incredible young lady. Got got some uh wonderful future, but but the person that she's married to is equally uh, uh wonderful. And if if you know him, you know that. But but all I'm saying is there's there's these little things that 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 come along when you when you you have to be kind of thick-skinned and, and to keep a soft heart. But, uh, you know, I had two and a half pages of stuff that I read. I think it took seven minutes. I told the guy I'd take five, you know, whatever. But there was a little comment by the by the guy right after when I sat down. i like, you know, something about, gosh, I'm, I'm hoping there's no more pages. And, uh, man, it was so painful to me. I mean, I was sitting there and just hurt. And my wife said, hey, your daughter's getting married. Stay focused and uh i'm so thankful to her because she snapped me out of it so what i'm saying is um these are the hardest things about um watching people and loving them and so you know i went up to the guy later and i i I was kind to him but i corrected him i said hey this is not criticism it's correction you know he said well i was just adding levity i'm like you know that we're not looking for levity, you know, And because I told a story about my daughter and, you know, we didn't know. We didn't know. People don't know this about us, but, uh, you know, we just thought we didn't think she was going to make it as a baby for a while. And we carried that with us. But all that said is there's so much to people and God loves people so much. So in order to be like Jesus, people do not expect us to be good to them. They do not expect us to be kind. They do not expect us to be patient. You know, I've got people that text me all the time. I mean, there's not a day that goes by I don't get text from people. I'm asking questions or what about this? Or here's my stuff. Or, and in some text, one word text, you know, I'll send them a whole book of stuff and it's hard. So I'm just saying, this is not, you know, this is hard. It's hard to put up with yeah. people's crap. But Jesus did it anyway, and he did it because he said, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Now, leaven is, is used in a bad way in Scripture and in a good way. So I did want to say say that, you know, before I read this, this is something God gave me years ago. And um because I, I was at a point in my life, you know, in <laughs> and I were like praying. We were so... Fired up in a furnace. I mean, we were just stripped down to nothing after having everything. And our kids went through that with us to some degree. We shielded them. But, I mean, I was praying to drive off a cliff or get cancer or something because I did not want to live. And and this was serious. you know. But this is something God told me. And uh, I wrote it down. And this was in the thick of it. And it was still years, years and years before our life changed. But here's what he said. You've been searching the skies for a cloud burst while standing in a pool of water. You don't have to talk me into providing for you. Instead, embrace the depth of this struggle and steward it well. My water is gathered and stored here in your lowest place. Stop asking for rain and plant the seeds that I've already given you. And from the rich, wet soil beneath your feet will spring trees of living sacrifices among the weeds with a renewed mind. I have given you this wilderness to civilize with the light of men. I have given you this darkness to illuminate with my leaven. I have given you this fire to make everything you touch rise with you. And having crushed you like salt, it's with my hand that I will scatter you and make savory the culture that surrounds you right for me. And I will provide now yeah, it's, you know, pretty darn good writing and stuff and all that. So I'm, I'm not, I don't, that's not the focus. The focus is what God was saying to me. He's mm. saying to everybody, we have to be like Jesus to people. And it's not about preaching or teaching. It's about setting the example so that when people come to you, you can use your gift, which might be teaching or preaching or cooking pizza, whatever that is. If you don't set the example for people, if you don't live by truth, and it's not about us being perfect. <laughs> I'm as far from it as you can get. But I'm honest and we are honest and we're free. We don't have any fear of death, poverty or what people think. We, But we do want people. We want to leave them better off. So that to me, that's the starting point. And what happens is people that have willing hearts begin to emerge and, and then they come and they and they get fed and, and it works. People that aren't ready, aren't ready. And that's okay. But it, it it's hard. So just know that it's hard because we see the resources out there and we see them and we feel a struggle uh, about, you know, God, why is this imbalance there? All we're doing is trying to Help people see your goodness, and people holding on to this stuff—that's hard. It is really, really hard. So, all that said, our job is to be like leaven. We, even in the in the in the wedding, I, I could see it. I could see many people that have been helped, and uh, it, it was neat because it was like God was saying, "Hey, you know, a little leaven leavens the whole uh, lump." And he even talks about the kingdom of heaven being like, like that. or It's yeah. yeast. But All anyway, right. it's just a neat, neat idea. A little, little thing that that does a lot, but most people don't appreciate it.
0: Kev, where's that in your book? I just want to mark it and check it out. I'm going to go back to it later.
1: Yeah. Uh, it the is, King,
0: My note from the King.
1: Yeah. Page 198, 198. Uh, okay,
0: cool. I'm just going to mark that. I want to go back to it and, um, that was just extra good right now, um, just hearing you you talk about it um you know, and just uh one of the that's
1: how that's how God feels about everybody
0: yeah, no, no doubt
1: you know i just I'm just saying if he loves me like that
0: yeah, well,
1: come I on think- let's go. He loves you too, the same. You know, to
0: to that to that point, you know, there may be some people going, well, why are you guys sharing all of these personal things? Like this is the things that you guys walk through. And, you know, maybe and I I want to say that I want to say that to to this. I want to say this to that thought is the point of being a Christian is to make disciples. We are disciple makers. That means if you're listening to this and you call yourself a follower of Jesus, you should be a disciple maker too. And we've been at this for a bit. And so we're down the road, if you will, in that journey, looking back to you to say, Hey, guess what? It's going to be hard at times if you follow what God has put in your heart and we're sharing these experiences so they don't catch you off guard. And because there's a lot of people who get fired up about the Lord and they want to start this process and they go in and they quit because of everything we're talking about. Right. Criticism of people, rejection, not being appreciated or whatever. And it's funny, Kevin, you see my shirt. It's a, it's a Nike shirt, but it's, it says oh. just don't quit. And it's got the things marked uh-huh. out. So it's the just do it thing. Yeah. And like, I, it was funny. I was looking at myself in the mirror and it was like, um, you know, in the screen here. And I mean, that, the element of the truth of that is that's what it means to make disciples is that you don't, there's perseverance, long suffering, like you don't quit. So we're, right. we're, we're down the road, looking back at people going, Hey, know that when you right. pursue these things, you're going to meet your challenges. And we're just saying it is hard. Um, but don't give up. Don't, don't quit. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, in uh, Galatians six, two says, carry each other's burdens. Uh, And uh, I love that. I've got a bunch of scripture pulled up, but we don't don't have time to dig into it. But this one's really important. Uh, Carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. And um, so I think that's my challenge to to anyone. It doesn't mean you got to be loud or uh, anything. It's not about that. It's about. It's so important to understand why God put you here. You have to understand that he was intentional about it and everything speaks to it and points to it including your fingerprint and the timing and everything. And when you understand that, there's there's the why is already there. It's the fish in the ocean and we're the pelicans or the gulls or whatever. We do have to dive for it. We do have to go and work at it. But it's provided. You know, it's paradoxical, but we're better than birds and they're made for us. So, I mean, you know, the, the world is is so off of that. People do everything out of their head by sight and uh, you you will lose that battle all day long. You know, but if you do it from from you use the word to guard what you see and hear and you stand on that, not what you see. And what happens is your spirit. um uh, opens up truly, you know, and I'm not talking about yoga stuff. I'm just talking about your spirit. God lives there and he's never going to leave. He says that. So if you want to understand his voice doesn't get louder, but you become more sensitive to it and you learn to follow it step by step by step. He gives you a picture a vision. So you get the big, big picture a little bit darkly, but you know, the direction and then you take small steps every day, joyful steps. And you never, ever give up. And guess what? I've never missed a meal, but I've never uh, uh, done what I used to do in business where I'd be up at night worried about this invoice or this person, or are they going to come through? I don't care. Don't come through, you know, God will. But yeah, yeah. if you don't come through, you're going to miss out on what he's got for you. And that's the heart of it. Yes. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I know we're going on and on about the questions, but um, so I guess the the, we the had, last question. Yeah, one one or, more. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let's talk about that for a minute.
0: So the last thing is, um, you know, we've talked, we've hinted at this a little bit, but just to sum it up, you know, with if again, you want to follow Jesus, that means you're going to have to be a disciple maker. We we've shared a let's little try. bit about what that means as far as bridging the gap between both business and you know, life and faith and teaching and all that kind of stuff that's necessary as well as the challenges that you will face when you're down that road. But Kevin, here's the last question. What's the hardest thing to get across to people?
1: Well, I I think it's uh, some of the things we've already talked about, so we don't have to go on and on, but it's an important question. Um, Number one, this is the number one thing in my view. Um, And it took me a long time to to understand this because it, but it's the biggest thing, and it's the one thing that, that the enemy tries to unseat and take away from us. The hardest thing to get across to people uh, is how good God actually is. <laughs> it's it, amazing. They, they don't they don't want to believe it. Yeah, they don't want to believe it because they're looking around at the at the enemy's camp, which you know this world is is uh, a lot of that but, but what we do is we get and it. Gosh, it can take years, but we help people get free. And the reason I don't give up now, I get tired of people, but I don't give up on them because they're his people. They're God's people. They're, right. It's not about us. We just got a job to do. So you don't give up on your team if if they're having a bad day or whatever, but the hardest thing is to help them understand it in the way that that uh we understand it or or you know i understand it i've seen god pay a house off like i've seen him do things that are i mean they're just beyond what people see but the reason is because i didn't have a choice i either had to die or trust him and most people don't have that benefit so they don't get the blessing so what do i do with the blessing well i'm gonna teach people all right so people don't expect god to be good (laughs) because they don't know how good he is mm. that right there would change everything. If people will stop, well, Kevin talks too slow or I can't, I don't have the patience to listen. Wait. Well, okay. Then miss out on it or I'm not smart enough or whatever. Yeah. Slow down, listen, relax, watch what happens. So that's yeah. the hardest thing. There's other things. But yeah. That's um. the hardest it, it
0: It is really, really remarkable when you consider um, the gravity of that, right? I mean, people make t-shirts that say, God is good all the time, all the time, God is good.
1: And it's a great statement.
0: Yeah. Right? But again, the question is, do you believe it?
1: And man, do you believe it. That's you, right.
0: You asked me that back in the summer, I guess. It was like when it started popping up, not that you hadn't said it before, but I'm saying this summer, it was this thing, I think, that sure. kind of started to reoccur. And and you just pressed on me. It's like, do you believe that God is good? And I was like, man, every single fear I have is rooted in the idea that he's not. And at some point in time, you got to get on with the reality that come hell or high water, kill me, whatever, you're good. And I'm moving forward. And you you were talking about it when I was sick and kind of navigating this like back to back virus thing that I had. My body broke out in rashes. And you just said, man, you know, I I, I just want to tell you that you got to stand up and you got to say, I might be sick. I might not feel good, but I am not going to stop praising him. And I'm not going to stop saying that he's good. And I'm going to yeah. move forward and I'm going to love people instead of getting into the, the ring with them and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And so it, it's amazing to me in a culture that is consumed with modern Christianity or Western Christianity, right? It's right. like the casual Christian, right? That, right. that it is, it's funny. I, I I had this thought the other day, I was like, of the populace of people who call themselves a Christian or follower of Jesus, what percentage of them actually live as if God, if they believe God is good? Yeah. And I was like, wow, probably not that much, <laughs> probably not that high. <laughs>
1: Now, most people are divided between, you know, what I would call this, your, your, your noggin, for those who are listening can't see, and the rest, you know, your your spirit man, and your heart, your core, all of that, that's the battle, that's where it is, and and you have scripture to stand on, or not, if you don't believe scripture, then you're not a believer, I mean, it's that simple, I'm not yes. saying it, it's just, that's logic, but anyway, all that said, a lot of this is is inadvertent. A lot of it is kind of behind our periphery spiritually. And so, what do we do? Well, we we peel it back, and uh, you know, it's it's hard because you got to see the warts. But but when you do, what happens is you start getting free, and it takes time. And uh, you know, look, you know, I was talking about my daughter being tenacious, uh, and she is. I mean, we've got. Our, our kids are all different but they're all great at, at different things and, but uh you know that t- tenacity it comes from me and my wife we are both very very tenacious people and so what god does is he uses those things that that used to be <laughs> you know you i gotta carry it well he talks about um uh, let's see if i can pull it up um the you know i wanted to do, see if i can read it real quick but um Ah, uh, let's see if i got it. This is about the idea of being vulnerable. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, it's uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, I am strong. So I think that's part of, I wanted to tie that in with the idea that tenacity that I'm talking about isn't, you know, the little engine that could,
0: that's what it used
1: to be. (laughs) That's working 14 hours a day and doing emails at four o'clock in the morning. So you can get a check. This is about, standing up no matter what, this is Rocky, you know, this is, uh, you can't, uh, whatever you do to me, take it all, I don't care, but I'm going to do what God put me here to do, that's what we're talking about, and that's what Paul's talking about right there in that verse, or that passage, that is your understanding that it, does it honor God, does it help people, and guess what, it will satisfy your soul, and, and, but that's, that's how we war, that's spiritual warfare. Is you stand up and you get on with you and why he put you here. But if you don't know why and you're dancing around it for years, you know that's you can waste your life doing that. So. You know,
0: you know what's interesting about this whole idea is like I just had this picture of like part of our role and in, in the role of a disciple maker. Right, is to call people people to the higher ground. Right, it's to call yeah. them to to yeah. closer to Jesus. Right. And you Absolutely. know, people. People's like people always want to go. Well, Jesus met people where they were. I was like, no, he he called people to a higher ground. He went on his knee. Right. He looked at the prostitute in the face, and then he said, "Go and sin no more." He called Peter to greater faith to step out of the boat. Right. He called the Pharisees beyond their hypocrisy to actually believe right. and not, you know, be hypocrites. Yeah. So there's an element of being a disciple maker where you are calling people to higher ground. And that does not necessarily that doesn't mean it means that you can meet them in the sense of like, you know, be in relationship with them. But you don't join them in their disobedience. You don't join them in their sin. You don't join them in their uh, distrust or disbelief. You call them out of it. And that to me is that subtle line in the mind where people have allowed themselves to give in to the opinions of people. And, and they're, they're saying, well, I'm meeting them where they are. No, you're joining them in their disbelief. You're not right. calling them to higher ground. I just wanted to make a distinction there. Yeah, Something I saw.
1: yeah well, that's, that's not, that's not uh, leadership. Uh, I got a couple of thoughts about what you just said, and I, and I appreciate that. But even the, the text, <laughs> today's text before the, uh, the show text, it says you want to meet people where they are, and these are the points. And I think it very succinctly says the same thing. Aim to withhold judgment. Okay, that that doesn't mean there's no judgment. We we make choices in judgment, but it says aim to withhold that. It means pause, right? Wait, wait. And like at the, at the wedding, I was I had, I had to pause. As I like, well I would have I would have been old Kevin for a minute. You know, I'm fifty six, man, but I got some spunk, right? All right. I'm kidding around, but, uh, aim to withhold judgment, never withhold truth. Mm. Big difference, big difference. Do not take up an offense. In other words, don't be easily offended. That's Jesus. There were some things that were, would, would have offended me. The old guy, you know, and I mean like 20 years ago, like, you know, you, you don't recognize this or you, you know, So don't take up an offense, so pausing, withholding judgment, it helps you do that. And here's the kicker, never be afraid to offend as truth requires. The truth demands that you offend people. And if they're gonna get offended, then be offended. You know, that's okay. I don't mind offending people if it helps them. I don't go up and say, you got really nasty breath or you need some deodorant, you know? But I tell you what, if it it means helping them and it challenges them, then they're they're going to get offended. And you know what? Get over it. Or what's the point? So so what you build, you build your friendships in your life around people who really, really appreciate what you offer them. And they offer you what they have And all boats rise. Guess what? That's the church. But uh, anyway, meeting people where they are, I I believe, is, is exactly in that text. Yeah, it, it does not mean don't offend people.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well, people people have a. It's go, going back to the title of the show, right? People aren't used to right. Jesus. Not. They have they have painted this cookie cutter version of Jesus in their mind, where like he was the peacemaker and he didn't offend anyone and he was just a nice guy, soft and gushy right. Jesus with rainbow slippers on. <laughs> like, they, you do not know who Jesus is. Like you've never met him. Like yeah. you don't know who he is, yeah. you've never seen him in culture. Like, holy cow, dude! It's my buddy uh, McDowell, uh, who's my college buddy. He's probably similar to your your buddy Rob, just an old old friend. Um, yeah. He texted me this morning a song from a fella, and it was called Heretic, and it said basically the lyrics were that Jesus was crucified because he was a heretic. You know, to the to right. the the Judas right. Judaism, Judaizer religious culture, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, man, we 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 gotta we gotta have a better picture of who this fella actually was. If if we say we follow him, we need to. We need well, to here's a
1: here's a couple of things that are important about this title. Um, it, it and and you know, because when when you met me, I know you you understood. Uh, you had lots of lots of learning to do, but you, your heart told you this was real and true, right? Yeah. And, and so that was good. And what that told me is you got a willing heart. Now, that was seven years ago. Um, and uh, that wasn't day one for me. That was, uh, you know, it seems like yesterday. But but it was really good because God is slow and deep and the enemy is shallow and fast. And that's the quickest way to, to understand the difference. So if you want something real quick and it's, not, it's real shallow, it, 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 that's not built on a rock. So it took a long time, but now you have peace. We have peace. We we go after peace, and relief will follow that. But if you just go after relief, you'll never have peace because you're being pulled off track by what you see. So I want to say that we have to be patient with people. But Jesus was patient. But there, you know, I told you a long time. Ain't no wuss in Jesus, you know. He is mighty. He is a king, but he's also the lion of the tribe of Judah. And that's one of my favorite descriptions of of him because, you know, lions. uh, And it's funny, I'm talking about lions now and all this, but you you don't have to crush people. Um, Mm. You can carry it. You just carry it, you know, and you know who you are. And that's different. Uh, than just getting angry and mouthing off to somebody there's so many times i just want to grab people and say you know what are you doing you selfish bastard or you're evil or you <laughs> you know i just want to say wake up uh, but god convicts my heart to say you know be like your big brother be patient but but when they need it you speak truth to them and you, you don't people need specifics. They need to be held accountable. That's not, uh, preaching about how bad they are. It's about saying how good you are. You're better than that. Let's get on with it. That's my God. And that's what changes people's lives. And that's the heart of Jesus. It's not you're bad and you've done wrong. And I mean, that's just some idiot stepdad statement. <laughs> I mean, you know? yeah. It It, it, it's not ever about criticism. It is about correction. They're vastly different. But um, but Jesus isn't expected. So people expect their version of judgment, not conviction, not coaching, not value statements. But they don't expect them to be good. I've spent hours and hours with people. And they it's funny, later on, they'll quote me as if they just thought of it. And I, sometimes it hurts my feelings but I'm glad they at least get it but all the things we do we're trying to be like Jesus and listen if you're and part of that is being vulnerable
0: yeah. and
1: dude I'm one of the most vulnerable people you you'll ever meet i I don't you know other than I try to comb my hair you know and look look decent <laughs> Pretty
0: I just put a hat on, Kevin.
1: That's what yeah. I do. I just put a hat on. <laughs> but I mean, with heart issues, you know, what do you want to know? I'll tell you. I've tasted and done everything. And it's, you know, look, this is it. This is the only thing that matters. And it's going by faster and faster. So, but when we give, we go out and we'll give to, to single moms. We'll help people. and people don't know we're doing this, we're not tooting our horn. But we want them to understand but a lot of these people, they're, they freak out because yeah. they're not good. They don't expect people to be like Jesus, and it's crazy. I mean, we've even had people's parents say, "Get away from them." And I remember early on when I was talking to you, you know, you had some some, some kind of peripheral folks say, "Watch out for that guy." You know, he's nobody's that good. Yeah, it, and, and I, under, I understand. It's well, Okay,
0: it's, you, when we first connected, man, you, you would send the, anybody who knows you personally understands what I'm getting ready to say is when, when the Lord puts something on your heart, you're going to share it with that person and you're not holding anything back. And so you have, you have a book in the emails that you have sent people as you've discipled them. Like, I mean, it's beautiful, man. Like, I mean, I remember getting these emails and they were so profound And I've just recently like gone back and I was like looking at some of these emails from like seven years ago. I'm like, holy cow. He was telling me stuff that I had no idea what he was even trying to say, you know, at the time. But now I'm like, oh, my gosh, like he saw all this stuff back then. Um, But somebody's like, man, somebody sending you emails that long. They must have something they want from you or whatever. It's like, no, man, like. Jesus stood on hillsides and preached to people for, you know, I mean, and he'd sat down at table with them and he, you know, he was with them. He, he, he didn't right. hold back. Right. That's right. And it's like, but yet, yet you do that in culture and people think that you're weird. And so it's like, well, then we're going to be weird. We're just going to give to people, you know, it's like, I, I had a meeting yesterday. I told somebody, I said, I felt like Kevin. I said, I met somebody for somebody three hours. I was about to pull my hair out. It was like, Oh my gosh, how does he do this all the time? You know, but you, it's a hard. Well, right?
1: well, and I can't do what you do and you do it really well. And that's get it in front of a crowd of people and help them understand it in a nutshell and, uh, and, and, and keep them positive And, so it really as you matured, uh you, you've come to this place and it, it's it's truly a good partnership. Uh but you know it's not about us, we're just trying to set the example and, and it's taken a long time, and that's just how it works with God. So, but what he's trying to get us to be like, not just us, but 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 all of us is is to be like him, and there's so much freedom in it. And people don't understand it. It's like, you know, these pelicans I'm talking about, these gulls, and I see them every day. Even if I don't go over there, I, I, they're flying out the window. And I just think, man, they're not ever worried about eating or what the other one thinks. Or, you know, it was, <laughs> they just get up and do, you know, pelican. And, uh, you know, I'm being a little funny, but but it's, it's so sorry. simple. But you have to test God. It's not testing his ability it's, you know, he didn't want you doing that. It's, you have to apply faith. You, there's no moderation here. Jesus was not crucified partially for you. So you don't have partial freedom. And so if you're not vulnerable enough, you know, I tell people I love you all the time. And a lot of people freak out about that. Well, I don't know how to say that back. That's all right. You know, I don't, It's okay. I just, I'm telling you, I want you to know I, you are loved and I mean it, but, 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 but if I don't tell them that, then they're not seeing the example. And, and so it, it gradually plants seeds, and it sows in salt or leaven, and it helps everything rise. And that's hard, but what we see is something different. We see what God sees. We've got a little bit of his perspective where other people don't. So what do we do with that? Well, we can go out and try to make money and get rich and all that. Uh, you know, that's it's so worthless. Look, it's funny. I've told people all the time, like, I don't have any insurance. I don't own a home. I, don't, I got no savings. I got nothing. Because everything that comes in, it goes right back into, well, that's one more person I can help. So somebody that has plenty of money that doesn't understand that they're not going to understand it by me just telling them I got to show them. And that takes years of being honest and faithful to them. And that's me. And that's us. Right. That's you. So it takes a long time. But guess what? People look at me and they go, man, you're pushing 60 and you look and feel better than ever. I haven't been sick in years, not even a cold. And and I'm not bragging. I'm saying God is good. Now, everybody has different things. So I'm not I'm not saying you're bad if you get sick. I'm saying you've got to start expecting God to be good to you in every part of your life. Yeah. Every part of it. So I don't pray lightly, but I don't, most of my prayers are just, you know, I just believe like he's good. And that is where you begin to build and understand what life centered equals living intentional fullness every day. It's every day. It's gotta be intentional. And uh, I I know we don't have much time, but, uh, I did want to walk through a couple more thoughts on this and, I want this to be encouraging. It, it, it's meant to be challenging. It's meant to be a little rough, but it's meant to help you get where you really want to go. And uh, and so people don't expect Jesus. Jesus is not a weenie. He's not a rainbow. He, he made the dang rainbow and, you know, it's been hijacked, but we're taking it back. But he is a lion. And lions are some of the most affectionate creatures out there. But they are fierce and they're so fierce that they only have to act when they feel led, you know. So just because you have that, um, just because I have a lot of wisdom and I know it, God gave it to me. Look, like I don't make 50 grand a month anymore, but I but I make, I, I have way more than that in wisdom and I wouldn't trade it for anything. So, So what I'm saying is I don't have to go and just pour it on people like, look what I know. It's there if you want it. You know, that's something. But, but the goal is to point people to Jesus. He's the one that needs credit. And that's what we want to do. We want to show how good he is to us and how he's helped us so that they'll see it. It's not about bragging or being cool. You know, I don't care. As long as I get to eat good and, you know, enjoy some good fellowship and uh, maybe have an IPA once in a while. I'm, I'm good, man. But but anyway, let's let's just walk through this real quick. Uh, it, please jump in. I know I'm rambling here and talking a lot, but Jesus was vulnerable, and I wanted to really focus on that because a lot of people understand that he is uh, he is fantastic and magnificent, but he chose the weakness. He chose the small things. He chose the hidden things, and that's why it's so neat sometimes when it hurts. Like, you know, if people don't acknowledge what's been done for them, um, you know, you go, well, your pest control guy, you tell him about that or whatever. But people, it, it's hard to say, you know, Kevin help me from from marrying the, the wrong girl or or help me do this or, you know, I, I'm not trying to get credit for it. But I want you to see that other people need what you got. Yeah. So let's be honest about it and pour into it as if it was a good restaurant or as if it's something that's very slight in life. Yeah. But that takes vulnerability and that's the part that's so hard for people. So I wanted to focus in on that just a little bit before we go, we can talk about it more later, but Jesus you know, was, yeah, go I, ahead. I, well, Jump in. It, it's do.
0: Interesting, you talked to, I mean, I remember years ago, you asked me the question, was Jesus vulnerable and in my school of thinking at that time, I was kind of going, God, vulnerable? Why would he be vulnerable? He's God. You know what I mean? And and then all of a sudden it was like uh, he came as a baby. Like there's not a more vulnerable thing than being next to a pile of camel poop in a stable. Like that's pretty daggum vulnerable, you know? Yeah, and, right. and Jesus, I mean, God as a man had to entrust himself to the human protection of an earthly right. father in Joseph to get him out so that Herod didn't kill him and Joseph followed the dream to Egypt or whatever. And so when you start to really go, wow, I, right. I actually never thought that Jesus was vulnerable, that God is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And when you go, when you open up that side of his character, you're like, well, then why the heck am I always postured as having my crap together all the time. Right. Why am I always postured as not wanting people to see you know what I mean? The struggles that I have, why am I afraid to talk right. about the parts of my life that are difficult? And you right. have to, you have to learn that. So you don't vomit on everybody uh, about all of your struggles and difficulties, but like, I, I really want to press on people to sit with that thought and to process it and chew on it. That, that a lack of vulnerability is ultimately a lack of Jesus in your life.
1: Yeah, that's right. Vulnerability makes you fearless. And Jesus was fearless. He didn't have fear because fear given into is not faith. It's sin. You know, I tell people that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of salty. But I say, like, look, not that you should, but it's better. You better to go to the strip club than to sit around and worry because they're both sin. <laughs> have fun, at least. Right. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's fun for me. I'm happily married. Yeah, no. Love, love, love my bride. But you know how people are.
0: Yeah, it's and, funny, Kevin. Uh, I love, I love you because a couple of weeks ago, you, what did you say? Cocaine and hookers or something? And it was up. Oh, yeah. I love it, man. You, Desire. You, yeah. you, you <laughs> twist on that thing, and it, it—that's that thing that offends people. And it's like, wait a second, like right. he's right. It's true. Right. You know what I mean? It is. It's equal. It's not different. You know?
1: Right. Well, it, I, I what I hate and what I learned to hate because I wanted it so bad was I wanted credit. and, and But you know what? I, I love that verse. It says, you know, I just read it a little while ago. Your weakness, man, that's where you're hollowed out and you are such a vessel for him. But it, it, he, like John the Baptist said, he becomes everything and you become just the vessel. And yeah. He said it in his own way, but that's what he meant. And that there's nothing more satisfying than that. But uh, I, I hate pretense. I don't give a crap about how long you've been at something. If, if you're using it or abusing it or trying to, if there's arrogance, it's just, it's sickening. What I do care about is, is, is helping people be free and walking around in that freedom. And that's exactly what Jesus paid for. People get out of prison. He paid for it, but they're like, I don't know how to live. That's what we teach people to do. We, we help them see that he let them go. He got them out of prison. But then we teach him how to live in that freedom. And people do not know how to do that because 90% of what goes on in a church, you don't see in the book of Acts. I'm not talking about breaking bread and I'm not talking about ceremonial things. I'm talking about the idea of let's get bigger buildings and let's get bigger coffee shops and let's get sermons online. And how can I, you know, it, it, that is not in there and people don't like it. But I don't care. You know, I don't go and do that anymore um, because it, it doesn't change lives. What we're doing does. And so I'm happy for people to go do that, but I'm not going to lie to them. Somebody asked me the other day, where you go to church? And I'm like, well, we, we don't, you know, And uh, but it, but I'm his more than I ever been. And I'm going to go change lives. All right. So the idea of vulnerability is one of the core components. But Jesus is patient. He's not quick. Jesus did not do what he did by magic wand, right? How many times do we say that? He could have, but he didn't. He mm-hmm. could have called 10,000 angels, but he humbled himself. Jesus is humble. He is vulnerable. He is the most vulnerable human being that ever lived. And, and, and by, uh, uh, as a result, he is the most fearless individual that ever lived. He had no fear because there is nothing. To hold on to, we wear the garments of this world loosely. We become fearless. We become free. So whatever you're holding on to, I, I, I'm worried about what these people will think of me, or I'm worried about losing my my uh, what I've got stored up. Well, yeah, but that's mine. Yeah, it, it won't be yours in a few years when you're rotting in a hole. It doesn't matter if you're not using it for him. It's not yours anyway. I mean. It's just ridiculous. So I take people to that place, but, but that's Jesus. That's what he did. He gave everything, and he did it in a way he did it like a man could do it. So he, we can't go. Well, it was Jesus. He's got magic underwear and wands, and he's flying around, and that's not how he did it. He did it by faith in his father, and he set the example for us that he was vulnerable And even God the Father, by choice, has made himself vulnerable because he gave, he's vulnerable to our rejection of him. He gave us a choice. So that's the most beautiful thing in human history is that God made himself vulnerable to our rejection of his love. All right. What does that mean? It means he loves us so much that he's letting us choose him. He's not making us love him. There's no slavery. It's the exact opposite of all these freaks that are out there on the top of these uh, industries. They're, they're, They're getting ready to get wiped out. But that's Jesus is about freedom. Jesus pointed us to the father, his father, and his father loves us. And we should pull on his shirt tail and expect him to be good to us. But you have to be vulnerable. You have to have a willing heart. You have to never give up and trust that what he's doing is long term and it's like leaven it's like you know the treasure in the field it's it's small it's salt it flavors these are all in scripture so when people don't acknowledge or, or you get a quick fix out of it or you don't know exactly what you're supposed to be doing you you, you have to you have to work together in community with people who are gifted in ways that help you stay the course. So, you know, we're like parts of Jesus. We're not him. I want to be clear. He lives through us, but he lives through us each in ways that we are gifted. And that gift has to be bent toward the desires of our heart, which means there's compassion, uh, who, and there's passion, uh, what. And so I don't want somebody who's good at doing this to go over and do that. They need to be doing what they're doing. The world fights against all this stuff. So anyway, think about the characteristics of Jesus, you know, and you can look at them and the Beatitudes and the Similitudes. But the simplicity of it is and the one of the biggest issues is Jesus was vulnerable and so uh, should we be. And when you step into that, you'll start to understand what it's like to be free. There's nothing to hide. Um you know, we've all sinned and fallen short. We don't need to keep revisiting that. We're like the prodigal come home. What did the father do for that that guy? You know, he was so good to him. We need to live that way. But if you don't, if you're not vulnerable, you will never become free. And so vulnerability is huge. And and, and I just wanted to tie that back together with the title. Yeah. People don't expect Jesus to be the way he is. But the reason he was like that is because he was vulnerable and he's setting the example for you. Mm. That's the tie in. (laughs)
0: Okay. <laughs> it's funny the picture that I get is uh I've always loved the office. I've just always that sense of humor. And people say it's like cringy humor, you know what I mean? Like, but Jesus did things that were cringy to people. Like he would yeah. do stuff and people would go, Oh, yeah. God, you
1: can't do that. Yeah. Like, oh, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> like, so when you're actually right. living like Jesus in that way, right? Right. People you're gonna make people cringe, man. And so don't be afraid to uh to do it um, as a way to honor him. Which is right. different than trying to make people cringe.
1: <laughs> well, but yeah, that's right. It's okay, you know. And and even if you're stand up, like go be a stand up for him and make people cringe. But anyway, um, think of it this way: it, it, uh, the it, you can't. It's really hard to share the good news with somebody if they never n- knew that you needed it as well. Mm. And and really let that sink in. If you think you're up here and, and you didn't really need it, but you're telling other people, you know, it's not a good example. Being vulnerable is not being weak. It's not about being weak. Now, you know, Scripture uses different terminology in, in, in our weakness, but that's compared to God. It doesn't mean you're a weakling. I'm not a weakling, you know, it, it, but. But when it comes to God, I, I've got nothing. All I can do is, is give myself back to him and let him use me. And uh, that's where his strength is perfected. So that requires vulnerability. But when we're like that to other people, what they're seeing is they're seeing leadership. And I'll, I'll read this last thing if I can pull it up here. But this is one of the texts. I had not sent it out in a while. Um, but I, I wanted to to read part of it. Put my glasses on. I know we've gone long today, but hopefully it's uh, been worthwhile. Um, this says, "What is leadership by faith?" Question mark. Having the courage to stand on what you believe, the integrity to carry out what you say, the vulnerability to admit your own pain, humility to look beyond it to the pain of others empathy to step beyond it by helping carry the weight of their burden every environment, every time. And that goes back to the Galatians thing. We're meant to carry one another's burdens. And I'm saying you can't do that unless God is working through you because you can't sustain it. Yeah. So we have to be vulnerable, but when we do, God makes us fearless. And that right there is one way to change people's lives. So, uh, that's uh. hopefully it makes sense. It's a lot. <laughs> it's,
0: it is. It is, man. You made my my post uh, show editing job hard today. I've got a lot of stuff to cut to make some uh, good videos out of because there were some beautiful nuggets in there, man. Um, just to remind everybody that, you know, if you want to get these text messages uh, every day as a way to help the process with discipleship. Um, you can do that by going on the website and making a donation each month. Um, Grab a couple bags of coffee, give them away, use them as a calling card, like we're talking about. Uh, We're in the process of updating the website and everything. But if you're somebody who listens to this show, um, you know, we want to invite you to come in and and get plugged in. And we're here to help in whatever way we can. We've got a few things set up that will help you do that. And uh, we're, we're, we're not hesitant at all. Um, for you guys to jump in. So make sure that you do reach out if you have any questions. Kev, as always, man, thanks for pouring out. Uh, so, so good today. This was uh, just refreshing to be able to kind of be honest and be real and be vulnerable. And hopefully in it, and I believe in it, Jesus was made known and uh, people will be uh, ready to embrace that and start being vulnerable in their lives.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's nothing <clears throat> nothing greater than to understand how good God is. And once you grasp it, you're you're on the right track. And that's all we want to do is help you see it by living it out in front of you and then and then you know coaching you and cheering you on while you come on. And when you understand that and you start to understand your own value and why God put you here in this in this little moment of life that we get, guys, there's nothing like it. And uh you won't trade it for anything. And 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 God will use you uh in, in ways that just so satisfy your soul. So Helping us do that, uh, is, uh, you know, that's all we're asking is, is let's do it together, you know? Yeah. So, but thanks for taking time to listen, especially today. It was long.
0: Yeah. It was Appreciate good stuff. It. Well, Kev, thanks for pouring out everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the fearless ones podcast. We'll see you guys next week.